the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and for the next couple hours, you're stuck with me. But we talk about your cars, your cars, your husband's cars, your wife's cars, your kids' cars, the cars you want, the cars you hate. Anything like that at all, we can cover. Car repair. Who do I go to? What should I say? Stuff like that. That's all right in our wheelhouse. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Phoenix Body Works is just north of the 101 and just east of the I-17. Is looking for an auto mechanic that has experience doing wheel alignments. As you can imagine, a body shop is going to have to put the front end back together. They're looking for a good guy, a guy who's a little gray in between the ears, a guy who's been around a while. They have really good equipment. They need steering and suspension knowledge and experience. They have excellent pay, performance incentive at a family-owned and operated business as opposed to a chain, and and then your skills and knowledge obviously will be rewarded. Monday through Fridays, which is kind of nice with weekends off. So if you're interested in this Phoenix Body Works alignment technician that uh, they're looking for, Rudy at phoenixbodyworks.com, Rudy at phoenixbodyworks.com, or you can email Mark at marksalem.com, and I'll pass it on. And Phoenix Body Works is P-H-X and then Body Works. Rudy at phx phoenixbodyworks.com so let's um i have something i want to read you that to me is just unbelievable i i'm holding a work order that's dated 617 of 20 i'm not going to tell you the name of the shop but a customer had given us this uh and and it had said that it needed some work done on the car and asked us to verify it in the in the repair order, in a very predominant place, like right in the middle of the page, this is what it says. You shall not disparage, defame, or discredit any member or employee of so-and-so auto repair or engage in any activity which would have the effect of disparaging, defaming, or discrediting so-and-so auto repair, its members, managers, affiliates, officers, directors, employees in any way, not to separate mother-in-laws and father-in-laws, our dogs, our cats, and all of our vendors. I, I, I don't know. That's an embarrassment for the industry. What do they hope to accomplish? Now, I'm not a lawyer, so if you're, if you're a lawyer, call in. But this is what I think. I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not giving anybody legal advice. 
I think there has to be an agreement here before we can set this in stone. I think there has to be an agreement here, and and I don't think you can get into trouble unless you do agree to this in advance and sign this. I, I don't know. I think that's the way it is. But to have this on the repair order and it, it's not signed by anybody, especially the customer who went into uh, this shop for, for some issues. So it's just kind of an unusual situation. And you know and I know that this is all about reviews. Businesses today are are very cognizant of what their reviews are. And the only people out there that have five star out of a thousand customers is people who have lots of friends and family <laughs> that are going on there. Because none of us can pull off you know, a year's worth of time without somebody giving us a one-star, two-star, three-star, or four-star. That's all there is to it. And I'm no different than anybody else. We just don't jive with some people that come in and we're not good to them. They're not good to us, whatever. So the car was taken in and it says, check needed head gaskets. And then it says, customer says they need head gasket overheating, check and advice. And they put a thermostat and a gasket and a radiator cap on it for $208. So a thermostat, a gasket, and a radiator cap for $208. Now, of the $208, there is um, customer says that he needs head gaskets, and it's $150. I don't like round numbers. I don't like it. I, I don't like it. One hour to $150. It didn't take one hour. It took 0.9. It took 1.1, 1.2. You know, you just throw a number on there. The technician says, yeah, you know, what'd you have in this? Well, he had six-tenths of an hour. I got about an hour. So it's written that way. Anyway, we have a caller. Hopefully it's a lawyer. <laughs> he can kind of square this away. But how can I help you today? Well, I'm not a lawyer. Okay. I bought a 2010 town and country from a little small, you know, private dealership. <laughs> And when I first got it, it seemed to be fine. And then after like the fourth day, it started having two problems. They may be related. I don't know. So I would drive from my work, which is like 35th and 10, let's say, up to Greenway on the 17. And by the time I get to Greenway, I come to the stop and the, the thing would die. And then it would start right back up and kind of hesitate a little bit. And then, after about another two weeks, it started not wanting to shift. And okay. I did have a check engine light come on. I haven't had a chance to plug it in yet. I have my own uh, snap-on, you know, reader. So, yeah. But I well, didn't you know, know if you had any ideas. Well, you know the code doesn't, the code just means the right. problem's in Ohio. So, yeah. well, let me ask you a question. When it came to a stop, did it feel like that you were coming to a stop with a four-speed manual transmission and you forgot to push the clutch in? So it came to the stop and it goes, da, 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 da. Did it feel like yeah, that? Yeah, it kind of did that, yes. Yeah, Okay. Sure. Yep. Well, that sounds like the torque converter clutch is locked up. Okay. That's what it sounds like because you, those symptoms that you have um, are... I mean, I, I thought torque converter clutch at the very beginning. Okay. And um, it's it's really, if you pull it out of overdrive and uh -huh. um, and try that and drive it but to it, see if th that eliminates it. So this thing has a shifter on the dash 
you pull it down into drive and then it has a negative on one side and a positive on the other and that doesn't do anything okay so am i you, missing something well um if you come to a stop and you push the negative there should be some kind of an indication that you're going to go fifth fourth thirds two one somewhere mm, let me try it right now i'm sitting in the vehicle okay. so now i'm in drive push it okay. to the left yeah it does do that it just okay. goes to one though is all okay that's does. fine so i want you to drive around in it three. Up. Two, okay. three, okay. I want you to be in three and four all the time. And the question okay. is, is is this happening? If it's okay. not happening, then I've I've diagnosed it right. But the real question is, is why is it happening? Why is the converter mm. staying locked up? Is it seeing the brake light switch? Um, and make sure the brake oh. lights work, okay? Because that's, okay. that's one of the very important inputs is you hit the brakes and the computer goes, oh, he's slowing down, and the computer then unlocks the converter. Oh, so okay. it could be in that switch. I'll check all that. For okay. Sure. Yeah. And then now, um, if if it, how many miles are on it? Let's see, one hundred and forty-two, one thirty. Okay, you could go back once you get it. You know, you, you're a, you would be a customer that um, we would embrace because you walk in and you go, you know, I got this little problem. Let me explain what it is. It kind of feels like you're in a four speed and you forgot to push the clutch and da 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 da. And he says, and then you say, and then if I take it out of overdrive and I take it out of fifth or sixth gear, whatever the tall gear is on it, then it, it doesn't do it. And so um, it, it appears to be a transmission problem. Uh, did you get any kind of warranty with it that you bought it when you bought it? Yeah, but not much. I think it was 15 days. Okay. Um, it might have been 90 on the big major things. I'll have to look at my contract. Okay. Well, you can still ask. Sure, you can still course. say, um, is that something you can look at, and, and maybe can we come to an agreement on, you know. And right. what you're doing is you're out of warranty, so you're saying, can we come to an agreement on something like this? Well, what happens if he comes back and says, okay, I'll pay half? Right. You know, I'll you know pay I mean? some, you pay some. Yeah. Sure, sure. So I, that, that's that what a, I would try, okay? So can I take the transmission out and change that converter myself? No. Do because I have to change the whole converter? No, I the converter's being commanded to do that. Oh, so it's something in the computer system, yeah. not the t converter itself. Yes. You've been a huge help, my friend. And no, it, it, this is an old Chevrolet GM problem where we had this lot, and we would just unplug the connection at the computer or at the transmission, and then that was the <laughs> diagnostic process. Now, is there is there a way to check the transmission fluid on this rig? All I have is like a little cap and a and a fill there's no real dipstick do you have to unplug something and see if it drains out is that how this works on this i one? don't i don't know there's just too many different okay. varieties but certainly okay. check in the owner's manual or get on the internet and say you know owner's manual for this and yeah, and, and something else if you've manual. got your scanner it it may yeah. tell you what the fluid filter or what the fluid level is if you go Beautiful. into the transmission folder and, and look yep. at that yep good idea Okay. Thank you, sir. You've been a huge help. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, Gil, I need to log that, but I didn't get his name. David, okay. Where were you? Were you sleeping or were you in the bathroom, Gil? You just left me out here in no, Never Never Land. Oh, I was awake almost. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I'm still looking for a lawyer that can give us legal advice. The, the bottom line about reviews is, is we all have them. And, and, and you can always tell because the, the algorithm of somebody who's having all their neighbors and friends call in is, is an extraordinary amount of detail. So if they go into great lengths to just blow smoke everywhere, and and their bathrooms were clean, and and even even the shuttle bus driver had brushed his teeth, and and then then I went in and gosh, the lobby was clean. Well, forget all of that. Did your car get fixed? That's kind of the way it is. So reviews are good. Um, it, all of us have to deal with good ones and bad ones. And and frankly, um, I'll speak for myself. Some of the bad ones are our fault. Some of the bad ones are our fault. Then the next step is is trying to come to some kind of an agreement. Well, we just talked to David, and he has a, a car, and he's probably out of some either 15-day warranty or 90-day warranty or something like that. And, of course, there's times the customer's not happy because the warranty's expired and they think that the shop should step up anyway. Um, the response most of us would have in a kind way is is that, you're not allowed to lengthen the warranty, and we're not allowed to shorten the warranty. <laughs> and we both agreed on 90 days or six months or two years or whatever. But I'm not going to shorten it, and with all due respect, um, I would object if you make it longer. That's kind of how it works. But those are the nice conversations. I want to read this to you again. This is funny. You shall not disparage, defame, dis- discredit any member or employee of this auto repair shop. I'm I'm not going to give you the name, but this I'm reading off the work order or engage in any activity that would have the effect of disparaging, defaming, or discrediting this auto repair shop. Let's call it uh, Jones Auto Repair Shop. It's not Jones, but just... Or its members, managers, affiliates, officers, directors, employees in any way. So it's members, managers, and affiliates, officers, and directors. So pretty much, you're just not allowed to say anything about anybody and all their families for five generations and all their vendors and everybody else. And I think that really makes our industry look stupid. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we are required to do so by federal law. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. 
I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like nowhere was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud to be part of something larger than me and to serve my country. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win. In air, space, and cyberspace. I'm proud to be a member. I'm proud to protect. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. A place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. 960 The Patriot. Well, we're here on a car show. And a car show means you call in and I help you out the very best I can. And I need to tell you, though, it's just like our previous caller, David. I'm as good as the information you give me, and there's three answers to if if I have a question, yes, no, or I don't know, and we can usually work together, and the purpose of this show is is like David, is give you something to try to help you determine what portion of the car you have this problem in, but more important, if you describe this to the shop, I promise you, you'll save money on the diagnostic side. I'm driving my car. And if you go over 45, 50 miles an hour, and then you're going to come to a stop. As you come to a stop, the car jerks like I left it in fourth gear, but I didn't push the clutch in. Jerk, jerk, jerk. And then when I get to a stop, it dies. And I put it in park or neutral, starts right up, and I move on. <laughs> I mean, we hug customers for that kind of information. That's what we're interested in. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. One of the guys that's really good in diagnostic is Kurtz Auto Repair up on I-17 in Bell. Been around since 1987. Kurtz is a good guy. I know him personally. I know his family. I know his staff. He's good on domestic and import, both gas and diesel. I tease you that you can take your lawn equipment there, but he always gets mad at me when I do that. Anyway, he has ASC certified technicians, and many of them there are master technicians, which means they've passed all the automotive tests, which is eight of them. So you can be ASC certified in alignments and ASC certified in climate controls, air conditioning, and heater. But when you're a master tech, you've passed them all. You're one of the uh, the PhDs of our car repair um, certification. So Kurtz is uh, at I-17 and Bell Road. If you live in that area and you're looking for a good garage, I'd like to suggest Kurtz Auto, and uh, that would be a good place for you to start. There's lots of things in the in our world, in the customer, in the repair world, and and let me just explain. I, I've been my first one of my first jobs one of my first jobs was at a gas station in tempe a broadway and priest called ken's broadway shell and i started there as a 16 year old kid 15 year old kid and pumped gas 
and then ultimately I kind of morphed into can I t change a tire, patch a tire every once in a while, and then from there oil changes. But that was 1968, and I've been I've opened owned my own repair shop since 1979. So I've been around the block, and I've been a master, and now I no longer take tests because I was a master tech for 25 years. And so you become emeritus, which is a fancy word for retired, but sometimes you're not retired, but you still get the designation. The idea is is that if you deal with a, a technician who's ASE certified, chances of success are enhanced because they've been certified by somebody who says, yes, they have the skills and the fundamental skills and the fund fundamental knowledge of how this system works. So it's not like I'm suggesting you go into a shop and say, I only want an ASE master tech to work on my car. But most of us have the plaques in our lobby. So you can look at the plaques and see if they have four techs in the shop you can see. Then you look up and they got four masters. That's a home run. That's uh, that's the kind of shop that you, uh, I would suggest that you kind of hang close to. What customers we don't want, um, I'll speak for myself, so I won't speak for the industry. I don't want you to come in and tell me what the guy on Google said. I don't want you to come in and tell me how to fix your car. I don't want you to come in and refuse to answer questions. I don't want you to come in and tell me that according to the Internet, I should only charge you this much money. All of those are really negative things. That's not a good way to start a relationship. And most of us are not going to dance to that kind of music. Um, if the guy in Google was as good as he thinks he is and as good as you think he is, he wouldn't be on Google on, uh, you know, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. He'd be working for me and other shops at a lot of money. Um, uh, we have technicians that make forty to $100,000 a year. So if he was really, really good, he'd have a Monday through Friday job. He'd be working on cars, making a whole bunch of money. He wouldn't be on Google in his underwear telling everybody how to fix their cars. I'm not capable of fixing your cars on the radio. But what I am capable of doing is asking you questions to kind of hone in, and then I'll make suggestions on what you say, just like I did David. It's kind of, this is what the car's doing and if you want to take a ride, I promise not to have your technician for longer than 10 or 15 minutes. And I'm pretty sure I can demonstrate how to make it happen. And the key on David's was is go faster than 45 or 55 miles an hour, then come to a stop and apply your brakes and the problem should exist. Those are the things that where you save lots of diagnostic money. And the diagnostic money is to get from point A to point B. Otherwise, we get a good description from the customer. We're able to verify the problem, then we have to find the cause of the problem. The real tough ones are the intermittent problems. And sometimes you just have to wait till it gets worse and easier to find. That's all. There. I'm not suggesting the car's overheating and the oil light comes on. Please don't misunderstand. But I've got a vibration. I feel something in the seat of my pants on Tuesdays at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon and sometimes not. That's kind of an intermittent problem. Your shop should guide you. Watch for this. Is the vibration in the seat of your pants? Is it in the steering wheel? Those are the kinds of things that we can help you with as an industry. When we have a caller, and who might that be, Gil? That would be John. John, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, this is Johnny Boy. This is your nephew. Oh, when did you get out of jail? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, when you were sitting there, you were reminiscing just a few minutes ago about working at... Uh, the Shell Station in downtown Tempe, and, and um, I, I was—I started thinking about that, and started thinking about uh, you know working at ASU, and then working at the old mobile station at 51st Street and Elliott, 
and we survived the 80s and the, the gas shortages and the gas crunch. And I know since you were reminiscing, I don't know if you have any, any really good, juicy stories you can tell us about Ahwatukee Mobile. No. 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 <laughs> the, first of all, much of the stuff that, that happened in Ahwatukee Mobile, it, the statute of limitations hasn't run out. So, no, I'm not going to discuss that. Those were the Wild West days. You know that. Um, There were gas station guys back then that if you got crappy with them, they'd go get their tow truck and push your car off the lot. Of course, if you wouldn't just drive it off the lot. Those were the days where you opened up your bathroom and you found some guy all whacked out in drugs or drunk in the corner of the women's bathroom. Those were the days where we had yeah. gas shortages and you had people lined up and you had fist fights at the islands <laughs> because somebody cut the line. <laughs> don't, I, Gil, just take him down because we're going to get into trouble and I don't want to do it. So with all due respect, Johnny, um, <laughs> we're not going to do this because we're just you're going to get me in trouble. I'm just giving examples of other service station owners back then that, uh, that uh, um, told me the, these stories. There, those were the Wild West days in the seventies and and uh, and in the eighties when and and the and the real thing was is ga- the gasoline wars or the gasoline shortages. There's something else back then. That those were the days that we started moving car stuff around. We went from points and condenser to electronic ignition in seventy four, five, six, and seven and eight Ford, Chevys, and Chryslers. So we got rid of the the, the points and condenser. Then we also got some electronics where we had different things on the truck that were now done. Instead of been manually with cables and stuff, we were shifting the transmissions electronically. So that was the beginning of where we're at today. Up until the 70s and probably the mid-70s and going backwards, because we went to electronic ignitions uh, on Fords and Chevys, 75, 76, somewhere around in there, 74 to 76. Um, That was a big deal. And and I got to I have to admit and everybody else will admit back then is we were scared we didn't understand electronics we didn't understand how we get to from point A to point B we didn't understand how we were going to diagnose a, a problem and if it was related to the electronic ignition how do you find that out so it was really scary back then and then in the early in the mid 80s we get carburetors that have electronic controls on them and that was tough we'll be back in just a minute. Balance of Nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this, not since I've been on Balance of Nature. I used to take prescription medication for uh, muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I would have started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give Balance of Nature any advice, keep it out on the radio because I still hear these commercials from time to time and I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50 and, you know, your body starts wearing down. But Balance of Nature has literally changed my life. It really has. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code BALANCE. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. 
Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, Asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. The following is an editorial opinion from the owners of this station and Jim Ryan. Hi, this is Jim Ryan, general manager here at 960 The Patriot. Martha McSally is in a tight race to continue her service on behalf of our state, and we cannot lose the Senate. Once again, Arizona is being asked to help save the conservative cause and everything we cherish from freedom to independence. That means Arizonans are being called. That means you and me. If justices like Amy Coney Barrett matter, if the pro-life cause matters, if fewer regulations and lower taxes and more growth matters, you better believe this election matters and the Martha McSally race matters. Senator McSally has served the nation well with her groundbreaking 26 years in the Air Force. She represents our state and our values well. And critically, Martha McSally is pro-life. We need to stand up for the cause and answer the call. We need a voice like Martha McSally in the Senate. Learn more at McSallyForSenate.com. Thank you. Well, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday we're here from 10 to noon talking about car, car repair stuff. If you've got an argument at the kitchen table and it involves cars, what color this is, or what which car is better, and what about this fuel economy, and why does my wife get better than I do, and all that jazz, 602. 508-0960-602-508-0960-602-508-0960. Great, great, great. Thank you very much, Gil. You uh, are a, a good guy. Hugh, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. Good morning. Hey, just a quick question. I have a 2009 Ford Expedition that has dual-zone air conditioning. It's an EL, so pretty big car. Um. Maybe a year or so ago, I started hearing a, like a clicking sound in the right rear passenger wheel well in the back whenever the rear air conditioning was on. Now, over time, the rear air conditioning 
won't come on in the back of the car or intermittently it'll be on and then it'll just shut off. Uh, sometimes when you start the car and it's cold, it's working, then you drive around and then suddenly it's not working. I've been told by a couple of mechanics, um, friends of mine and stuff, they're like, well, we can do it, but taking the plastic out in a car that's, you know, 2009, we're probably going to break some of the plastic trying to get to what we have to get to. The question I have for you is, is it the kind of thing that I can fix myself? I mean, I'm pretty handy with my car, but um, and I think I can get the plastic out without breaking it, but is there going to be something in that wheel well that's controlling the, the blowing of the cold air in the back of the car? Well, um, first of all, if you're going to start taking plastic apart, there's a little crow's foot kind of thing that you can buy, and it's a handheld screwdriver that has a V on the end of it, and it's kind of angled. And so you slide that, you determine that the plastic's connected right here. You slide that in between and you kind of pry it apart. Then there's going to be these little plastic clips that you walk down to the auto parts store and say, give me 10 of these. So people say, oh, yeah, you're going to break the plastic. That's because they don't want to do it because they don't know what they're talking about. So, I mean, this on one, let me change your question, Mark. On a one to 10 scale, taking the plastic on the wheel, well, where are we? A one. So it's, it's no big deal. As far as what's going on underneath there. Um, how does it blow? Do, when, forget the front back. How does the front blow? Is it blow nice and cold? It does. Okay. Um, does this noise go away on um, max versus normal? You know, it's it it's not consistent, so it's not it doesn't it's not on all. I, I don't hear the noise all the time. Okay. I just hear it periodically. Is the clicking directly related to the fan operation? Yes. Okay. Well, I, I what I do is, is I'd pull a wiring diagram on it first and just see what's back there. You know, where's the relay that gives you the different fan speeds? One, two, three, four. So is it up underneath the hood, um, or is it uh, you know uh, in the back in the in the w- w- the pillar there on the right hand side, the very last pillar? That's the area you're probably going to be working in if that's where the lines go. So. Yes, it could very well be. Now, it could be the switch up front when you turn the rear air on, and it can also be the blower switch up front when you control the speed of the air. I'd like you to try all four speeds and find out if one of them is different than the other. Otherwise, I'd keep it in high all the time and see if it changes this this sequence or changes the cadence of the clicking. So there's there's more diagnosis that needs to be done before you just go in there and start pulling all that plastic apart. So you can find a wiring diagram on the Internet, and you're probably going to find a relay back there that controls. One, two, and three go through a resistor. So that's why we get slow air at one, two, and three. Four, we bypass the resistor, and we just give you a full 12 volts, 13 volts that the alternator is putting out. We're going to give you all of that for high speed. So that's why I want you to determine if it's related to one, two, or three. Does it happen at one, two, and three speeds? Does it happen in four? Is there a difference between one, two, and three? and four and that'll help you decide where you're going to go with this this isn't a big deal it i mean it's just not so i ask you if it's cold because if it's got a low pressure switch in it and it's low on freon then you're going to say well sometimes it's warm sometimes it's cold and i'm thinking well maybe we ought to fix that first but if it blows cold then and all you've got is that clicking noise then I just don't think it's a good idea to go to that corner and start ripping stuff apart. I think we need to find out what's in there, and, and then we can sometimes bypass it up front, and we can say, okay, we're just going to 
run it on high all the time and see what happens. So there's some diagnostic processes that need to happen. Most shops would probably charge you less than um, their shop rate to find out what it is. Now, there's always the possibility. And listen, 10, 15% of the time, it's $100, and I'm just using round numbers, $100 to find it and 10 bucks to fix it. Okay, <laughs> we have a bad connection, or we got a burnt terminal on the relay, or something like that. So it it happens, but it's not real common. But that's the best you can hope for is, and you hope for the shop fixes the bad connection as opposed to selling you all the parts that are in there, which is kind of a cover your butt kind of attitude. So anyway, good luck to you, Hugh. Six zero two. 508 the lines are wide open so if you'd like to talk about cars give us a call we'll be right back shut down we don't think so no not our country but the twitter account for 960 the patriot twitter silenced the patriot the reason your guess is as good as ours but is anyone really shocked with how twitter has handled our own president we won't be silent about it or not be there for you Support free speech and the Patriot by following us today on our new account at AM960 The Patriot. That's at AM960 The Patriot. Hi, this is Albert Moeller with a brief word on the upcoming election. So much is at stake. Register, make your plans to vote today, and then vote. This moment of gratitude is brought to you by Rocket Mortgage and the Rock family of companies. Thank you to my brother, Eric, who's a firefighter and a paramedic. To those who leave their homes to keep us safe in ours, thank you. Whether you're a cashier or a police officer, to anyone and everyone, thank you. Thank you. If you'd like to thank America's frontline and essential workers, visit everyoneknowsahero.com. Quicken Loans, LLC, NMLS number 3030, licensed in 50 states. Each legal entity that identifies themselves as part of the Rock family of companies are separate legal entities with their own governance and management structures. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. They just told us right away that we're going to house you, we're going to feed you, and every single one of his medical bills is just all taken care of. They've saved my family from financial ruin. It allowed me and my wife both to focus on the most important thing, which was the health and well-being of our son. We have phenomenal research outstanding clinical care and the generosity of public which allow us to treat patients regardless of what it takes and that's what makes St. Jude so magical. At St. Jude Children's Research Hospital families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing or food because the only thing a family should worry about is helping their child live. Doctors send us the toughest cases to be treated at St. Jude and our patients come from all over the world. When we come here, they told me, don't worry, everything's been taken care of. We can never repay St. Jude for what they've given us. Because of you. Gracias a ti. Because, because of, of you. you. There is St. Jude. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. 
no matter where they live in this country, will be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. Well, welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you have a car question, David, good morning. How can I help you? Hey, uh, I've I've got an old mercedes-benz and it's pretty tight but we started getting a slight wobble and my tires were getting low so i replaced the tires well the wobble is still there and uh at low speeds i can feel it you know it's like a rocking rocking chair at 10 miles an hour it's you know back and forth back and forth and um but when i get when i get up to high speeds it goes away when i get above 70, um, you know, or, or around 70, it starts going away. It's a smooth ride. Okay. So well, the first, the first symptoms helps me. The second doesn't help me. Um, do you work on this yourself? I didn't put the tires on, but I've okay. done, uh, you know, I've done, uh, you know, um, okay. Well, here's the reason I ask you. Stuff. Okay. Here's the reason I ask you: is this is this isn't that hard. Um, you lay underneath the front of it, and you make sure that the person in the steering wheel that's got the steering wheel and the gas pedal in their possession doesn't hate you. So you lay underneath the front of it, and you watch both front tires. And what I do is, is I just just grab a hold of both front tires. My head is in the middle of the front tires, and I just touch both front tires with my hands. And I have the person uh-huh. inside take the steering wheel and just go left. Two, two, three inches, and then slowly go back to center, and then go right two or three inches. Center, left, center, right. And you'll have okay. a delay somewhere in there. So one of those tires is going to move before the other one does. Now you have to look at the steering, and in your Mercedes you have a rack and pinion assembly. So either the rack is moving left or right, and the rubber bushings are bad on it, or the tie rod ends are bad. But you're going to see the tie rod end, and there's going to be two pieces of it, an upper and a lower. And so you'll see the top wobble, but the bottom not move. And so you need a tie rod end. It could be lower control arms. There's a lot it can be. But I I, I don't really care that it doesn't do it on high speeds because chasing that, Red herring isn't going to do me any good. I really like the symptoms on the low speed, and the steering wheel shakes a little bit left and right, indicating a wobble. So this really isn't a tough thing to diagnose. You just have to make sure the person behind the wheel doesn't hate you, because if they put it in drive, then your head's going to be flat. All right. So uh, it's a front-end issue, then. You think it's uh, ball ball joints, tie rods, uh, something to that effect, idler arms? 
Um, no, I'm pretty sure it has a rack and pinion on it, so um, I'm pretty sure it doesn't have any idle arms. Oh, oh yeah, it does have a rack and pinion, actually. And yeah. the rack and pinion, when I bought the vehicle, um, my speculation was that that was one of the reasons they sold it. Uh, I took... I. My daughter was driving it one day, and she called me in tears and uh, said that it was leaking oil. And I said, no way. It's not leaking oil. And she said, I'm telling And her boyfriend was with her, and uh, and he's a pretty intelligent guy. And he said, yeah, Mr. Callahan, I think it's uh, – uh, did I just say that? I think it's oil, okay? Well, what color and, is it? Um, well, it turns out it was oil. It was coming out of the rack and pinion. Okay, but and that's what red, and see that I mean, that's why it's important. The color on it is important. But go ahead. Well, it was clear. It was a clear, clear fluid, and uh, okay. And and uh, what, the way I found it was I put it up on you know just drove it up on the ramps and started it up, and man, it started squirting oil out, and I'm like going, that is really weird. It looks like it's coming from the rack and pinion. Okay. And uh, right. so okay. so I I did I I went through it, and I'm like, all right how much is a rack and pinion for this Benz? And it was pretty pricey, okay, so I'm taking Dave, it apart. David, David, th- this is going off on a, on a, on a different direction. Um, All right. For, there's a high-pressure and a low-pressure line that goes to that rack and pinion, then you got two uh, joints on either end of it, so there's four places it can leak. So just coming to the it conclusion... Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. So the the yeah, issue yeah. is 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 the Mercedes and 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 on your on your Mercedes it's got two U shaped bolts that hold the rack someplace and and if the rack I, is moving left and right then you'll see that so that was the advice that I gave you was that's how to f- identify and I know it's in the front end because you said the steering wheel shook but if you're telling me if if it's really your butt shaking then the, the vibrations in the back so steering wheel and and your butt are two different symptoms. But anyway, good luck to you, and you do obviously exhibit, um, you know, car repair skills and stuff like that. Um, this, you know, if you're going to do a tie rod end, you're going to have to have it aligned afterwards. Uh, you can count the threads and all that jazz, but you you can wipe out a set of tires in two weeks or one tire in two weeks if you get the uh, the the toe, you know, not set right. So it might not be a bad idea to have somebody do that. And speaking of Mercedes, I want to tell you a story about a Mercedes. We did a Mercedes not too long ago, and we actually, our job was to suck the Freon out and put new Freon in it because it was low. So we did that. Then the air conditioning didn't work at all, at all. So we called our good friend Goody, who's in North Scottsdale, who knows Mercedes-Benz, who only works on Mercedes-Benz. He's been around since Fred Flintstone was a child. And Goody knows more about uh, Mercedes-Benz than I'll know about Chevrolet's or Ford's in my whole life. So he laughs at us, which really makes you feel good. And he says, bring it up here and I'll fix it for you. So we take it up there and he plugs some magic box in and they talk to one another. And then my daughter calls him and she says, what did we do wrong? And this is what he told us. This is the truth. He says, when you are doing what you're doing, you cannot do anything to the car. You can't move the hood. You can't open the door. You can't shut the door. You can't do anything to this car. And so Andy went to Eddie, and she says, did you do anything? And he goes, yeah, I opened the door a couple times. And Goody says, that's it. You can't do that. And so we learned something because Mercedes has idiosyncrasies that um, 
only God knows why it happens that way, but there is a learning process. BMWs are the same, too. There is a learning process as you do some technical stuff, and the computer has to be, uh, uh, it has to have a focus that's just there, and it can't be dealing with, you open the door, and so i got to turn on the dome light, and i got to see whose com- butt's coming into the car, and did they open the back door or the front door, and do I need to roll the window down, all this other kind of stuff. So there's all this traffic going on, and the Mercedes-Benz has a hard drive, but evidently it's not big enough to be able to handle that the door opens and the dome light comes on and still monitor what's going on underneath the hood. Anyway, through the grace of God, he fixed it for us. We just didn't know what to do. And, um, and, and of course, it was from Tempe to North Scottsdale. But he was generous. He was nice. And if you have a Mercedes-Benz and every time you open the door, and then then the the uh, horn barks at you. Um, Goody's the guy that you need to go to because he's that good. So there's my free commercial for Goody. But I'm telling you about a guy that if my mother owned a Mercedes, thank God she doesn't. If she owned a Mercedes Benz, and I don't care if it's one of the first ones that was ever made or one of the newer ones, um, Goody would be the guy that I would go to. There's a couple other shops that I like a lot too. Strictly Diesel Service and Repairs up in North Phoenix, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Nate's a great guy. He knows Ford, Chevy, and Dodge diesels, light-duty diesel trucks. He doesn't do the big dogs. And if you have a car that needs an oil change, he can do that for you as well. So Nate's been around a long time. I'm really impressed with his skills, and there are times that I lean on Nate because I need his advice. And like I ask you for, please give me the symptoms and let me ask you some questions, and I afford Nate the same kind of consideration. And I'd say 75% of the time he can set me in the right direction. If he needs marital counseling, then he calls me and I can do the same for him. On the other side of town, there's Thompson's Auto Body or Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Been around since 1970. Brian and Thelma are just the nicest people you'd ever want to meet. I say this with a warm heart. Thelma is the kind of young lady that you home you hope your son brings home, and Brian is the same thing. You hope that um, your daughter would bring home Brian, although they're married. That you get the my meaning. They are really good people. And it's the only shop in Mesa that I can recommend to you. There's shops in Mesa, and they're good. But one reason or another, and most of the time it's they don't apply to be part of Mark Salem's Best Car Repair Shops. And that's okay with me. But I'm not going to send people to them unless we have an agreement that I have with all the other shops. And the agreement says is that when we run across a customer complaint, we're going to work on it together. And um, if the if the shop is told by somebody to make a repair and the shop refuses, then Mark Salem will up to $5,000. And obviously I have to have an agreement with them that's in writing that talks about our relationship and our ability to take care of good customers. Speaking of good customers, Automatic Transmission Exchange is Fred Flintstone. He's been around since 1968. He knows automatic transmissions like nobody else does. He's a really good guy, and he has a good staff, and he's down there on 40th Street in Washington. So if you go up and down Washington near 40th Street on the north side of the road, you'll see a place with a transmission on a sign, and that's Automatic Transmission Exchange. Talking about customers, we had a customer walk in a year ago. I just remember this like it was yesterday, and the guy came in, and he was already in a bad mood. And so he asked... uh, the service writer, how much is an airbag for my car? And he says, well, let me look up your car in our computer system. He goes, "Um, are you in our computer system? Have you been in before? And he says, no. 
And he says, okay, well, what kind of car is it? And he said, I'll just make up a car. It's a 79 Lincoln Continental. And so he goes, okay. So he says, what do you want? And he says, well, just the cost of the airbag. And so he goes into parts, and parts says, well, there's three different models. Ask him which one it is. And so they go back out front, and they said, do you have it here? Can we look at it? And he goes, no. And he says, which one is it? Is it an A, B, or C? And he gets really mad. And so they go back into parts, and they get all three um, prices on all three airbags. Now, at this point, this entire gyration has not been income-producing, and it's not likely to become income-producing, but he's just wasted a whole bunch of time from my parts department and my service rider. Then, when they give him the prices, he starts to argue with them about the prices. Now, we already know that he's going to tell us to put an airbag in this, and it's been diagnosed by somebody else, and if the airbag doesn't fix the problem, then it's our fault. And we have to go diagnose the real problem and then tell him what it is. So I was kind of in the in the wings there, and I was kind of watching what they were doing. And then the gentleman got mad, used some bad words, and he left. So I, I went over to the service writer, and I said, um, you just learned something important. And he goes, well, he says, um, you need to know something. And I said, what's that? And he goes, I already, I already knew this was going to be a train wreck. And so he said, I added some significant money to each one of these airbags so that he would go back to the place that gave him a cheaper price. <laughs> and I said, I don't have any complaints with that. So there are times, repair shops, and that probably happens to us once a year, there are times we're going to hit you between the eyes with a big number because we don't want you. And if you say that we're really expensive, it's okay. I can live with that. Um, it's We're not, but I can live with that. So it's one of those things that if a shop gives you an estimate for an airbag that's $5,000 and you ultimately buy it for 2100 there was a message there. <laughs> and, um, and it's kind of like we, with all due respect, ma'am or sir, we, we just don't think we're going to get along because... Phew, we have we just we just we're not even going steady yet and and already there's animosity between the two of us on the other hand there are customers that walk in the door that front office staff in all kinds of repair shops will just bend over backwards for um single mothers that look like grandmothers um young ladies with a couple of kids in her arms um, those kinds of people, um, men that come in without telling us what's going on and how to fix their cars and genuinely have a handle on the symptom and can demonstrate it or show it to us, those are the kind of people that we want to be your hero. So we're going to strap on our Superman cape. We're going to go outside. We're going to talk to you about it, and we're going to demonstrate our diagnostic skills. And, of course, sometimes we're going to get close, but sometimes we need more work to get close. So you can be whatever customer you want, but I think I speak for probably 90% of the car repair shops out there that there's some things that customers do that are not beneficial to the customer. So if I bring those to your attention, then if you know somebody or if you happen to be one of those, then it's it's just different. I remember a lady came in one time, and um, she had a handful of receipts, and clearly they, she had spent a bunch of money, and nobody could fix it. And I do remember that we fixed it for her, and we just told her it was a loose wire, which was a lie. And we gave her her keys back, and we all felt great about that. 
we felt great about that. She later became a customer of ours. But that's the kind of thing that a lot of shops will do is they'll just take care of it. We'll be back with another hour.